This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Well, we have something else special today at the City Church. It is Father's Day. We could get all the dads in the house to stand up. Come on, dad, stand up to your feet. Dads, we love you. Ladies, how about all of these hardworking men in the house this morning? Come on. Dads are so important in the life of a family, so important in the life of the church, and I just wanted to say we love you. And uh, you know what? We already got our Father's Day gift, Raptors, World Champions. What else do we need? I was actually looking for this shirt. All of the, the Raptors merch was sold out in my city. Otherwise, I'd be wearing a Raptors shirt this morning. Uh, you know, I, every Father's Day or so, you know, my girls, Dad, what do you want Father's Day? I'm like... Here, do me the gift. Don't spend money. That's a gift. (laughs) Any dads know what I'm talking about? All right. Thank you, dads. Have a seat. We love you. We actually have a gift for you at the end of the service on the way out. uh, So you don't want to miss that out uh, as you head out this morning. All right. We are in week three of a series that we have called Experience Church. And we are looking at this idea from uh, the scriptures uh, about church, what it means to us, and as our, as, as we do spend time here at church as Christ followers, and God has called every single Christ follower to be part of a local expression of believers called the church. That's what the church is. There should be no such thing as a lone wolf Christian out there on your own. That God has called us to be part of this family, believe, family of believers um, called the church. And it's a blessing for us to be a part of the church. It's exciting for us to be a part of the church. The thing that Jesus is continuing to build. But we want our time at church to be meaningful. We, we, and it should be meaningful and it should be purposeful. And if we look at the scripture and understand from the scripture, it can be meaningful to, for us and it can be purposeful that we're not just going, you know, to consume church services or going to, oh, I go because I like the music there. Listen, we want you to like the music we choose as it relates to worship here at the city church. And we want you to like the things that we do as a church, but it has to go beyond liking the things that we do. There is actually a purpose for the church. Because all of us, if we've grown up in church, we could describe um, different exteriors uh, of church and, and what church looked like and felt like and the songs that we sang and the dress code that happened in the room and the decorations on the wall and all of those things can become church to us. But there is a deeper meaning and there's a deeper purpose to being involved in the church. It's, it's actually something that we're not just taking in, but it's actually something that we're a part of. Something that God wants us to do, that he's going to be constantly doing something in us as an individual Christ follower. But there's also something that he wants to do through us. The church is people. The church is not a building. What makes this building church is that you're here. Otherwise, it's just a building. So the church is people, and God wants to involve uh, people in what he's doing in the earth today. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 
If you have your Bibles, let's open up to there. If you've got your device, wherever you have your Bible, let's open up there. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, talking about Jesus, who is called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. Jesus invites us into salvation, invites us into a relationship with him. That's what it means to be a Christian. Christian means follower of Christ. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So everybody that Jesus invites into salvation, he also invites into mission. His purposes, his purposes for his followers, which is being part of the church, and then the actions of the church. Well, what are we going to be doing? Well, we're going to be fishers of men. We're going to be influential as it relates to other people and their relationship with God. So somebody who's far from God, God wants to use us to draw them close to himself. That is what our mission statement is here at the City Church, moving people closer to Jesus. Just a a simple way of saying the Great Commission, that Jesus told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So that's what we're doing as a church. It's it's a simple thing that we're doing. We're, we're, We're children. We're moving children closer to Jesus. We're moving students closer to Jesus. We want to move adults closer to Jesus. And for those of us that say we are Christ followers, that's what we're also doing on on a Sunday to Sunday basis. We and our relationship with God is constantly growing. That's why we gather together. It's so important to remember that. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Jesus is asking his disciples. Simon uh, Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That Jesus is building his church, so I want to build the church with him. I don't want to be against the church. I don't want to be moving against the purposes of the church. I want to be doing and being a part of building the thing that Jesus is building. And what is he building? He's building the church. And it's it's based on what? It's based on this understanding that Jesus is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. And that's what we talked about the first week in this series. Just this simple idea about who Jesus is. And if we constantly remind ourselves and worship and sing about who he is, we're reminded about how good he is to us. But then once again, it doesn't stop there. We're, oh, I'm going to do something now for somebody else. I'm going to help somebody else. I'm going to give so that somebody else can hear. I'm going to serve so that somebody else can hear about Jesus. And that's what we talked about last week. We talked about Jesus, how he came and he's the greatest example of us as a servant. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And so that should be our attitude as a part of a local body of believers, a church. Well, what should we do? Well, I'm not just going to get what I want. Otherwise, church just becomes another place of consumerism for us. But God doesn't call us to be consumers of church. He wants us to get on the field. He wants us to be players on the team. He wants us to get involved in the things that he's doing. So we have to see ourselves as a part of the team, a part of the church, part of the activity of God. And then that's why we talked about serving last week. 
And if you missed last week's message or two weeks ago, and you are a part of the City Church, I encourage you to go back, catch up on our podcast or on our website, and also through our church app. So Jesus is building his church. I want to build the church. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about unity, that we want to be unified under the purposes of the church. We see illustrated um, in the New Testament that the church is an army, and that we're also farmers, and we're also a body, and then we're also a family. And that's what we want to think of ourselves um, as, as we're the body of Christ. That means the church. We're the family of God. That means, you know, we, we are part of the church. And, and, you know, on Father's Day, that's one of the things that we would, we would think about. And this is why this is a great example for the church, that when you think about children... The children are growing up in the context of a home, mother and father there, and they're growing up and they're learning and, and they're seeing how to live. And, and what is it that we're wanting to do, um, parents, as we're raising our children? We are raising up new moms and dads, right? We're, we're not, we're not, we don't want them to stay at home forever. We love them, but we don't want them to stay there forever. Why? Because they need to grow up and be who God has called them to be. And so that's what we see at church. Um, what, uh, as we were growing up our children, what are we training them to be? We're training them to be responsible, right? That eventually w- when they can, you know, hold that spoon and feed themselves, but then we want them to move beyond that. And one day we want them to be able to make their own breakfast and parents of young children. I just want to tell you, it's a glorious day <laughs> when you can lay in bed and know that they're not burning the house down, that they're down there in the kitchen. They can feed themselves. But it would be silly for us to be feeding our 17-year-old, spoon-feeding them. No, what do we want them to do? We want them to grow up, take responsibility. And this is what God wants for us as the church, that we're not supposed to remain babies. We're supposed to realize who we are in Christ, that we're supposed to grow up and take responsibility that Jesus is growing the church. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of the family of God. And so what do we want to be? We want to be a unified family. We want to have unity. We want to be going and moving in the same direction. That's one of the reasons for the purpose of this series. Scripture tells us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And, you know, growing up in my dad's home, he would tell us something like this. In the Coulter family, this. And so in other words, here's what our family is about. And that's what we're doing in this series. We're, hey, what is the church about? Well, we're going to go to the scripture and find out. We're not going to make it up. We're not just going to talk about our preferences, about music and architecture and service style and what I like. No, we want to go to the scripture and say, well, what do you want to do, Jesus? What are you wanting to do through the church? He wants us to be unified under purpose. John chapter 17, Jesus is praying here in verse 20. He says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So Jesus here is praying for us. The people who would believe on Jesus based on what the apostles, the disciples were preaching. And then what he says, verse 21, that they may all be one. That we would come together and be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. That the world would believe something based on how we're acting. So week one, we talked about Jesus, that we're going to be unified in Jesus. We're going to be unified 
under this idea last week that we serve. We have an attitude of serving. Jesus came to serve, so we serve. Jesus was unified with the Father. I'm in you, you're in me. And then he's praying for us that we would be one. Can you see that these things are all Jesus things? That he wants us to be one with each other, just like Jesus and the Father were one. The glory that you have given me, I've given to them that they may be one, even as we are one. And I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one. So that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. So our unity together is supposed to lift up the name of Jesus. Together, we're doing something together. We're accomplishing something together. It's not a one-man show. It's not a one-person show. It's not, this church is not about me. This church is about Jesus. And we're all together doing something. And he wants to be unified, wants us to be unified under the person of Christ. That he would be lifted up. That we would do something together so Jesus would be lifted up. Now, when we think about uh, the church, all of us have uniqueness. We're all, we all come from different backgrounds. We're all from different places. Um, some of us come from different countries around the world. We all come from different family experiences. We all have unique gifts and talents. But in the middle of all of that uniqueness, he calls us to be together. And there's some beauty in that. There's some amazingness uh, in that. My wife and I are definitely like this. We're opposites in so many ways. But when we come together, we can be something very strong, even though we're not the same. Even though she doesn't really care about basketball very much. She watched some basketball with me uh, in the last week or so, which was super fun. Um, <laughs> but together, we can be a strong unit, even though we're different. And that's what the church is all about. The church is not about uniformity. The church is about unity. Not that we're all going to be the same, because we aren't all the same. But the beauty is we can actually bring all of our different gifts and talents together to accomplish something for the name of Christ. And like I said, church is a team game. Here's my last Raptors example. Sorry, it's on my brain. But, you know, everybody on the team is functioning in a certain way. And Kyle Lowry, whose jersey I would have worn today if I could have found one, plays point guard. But he's a short guy. But if him and Serge Ibaka switch places, if Kyle's going to go in the post and Serge is going to take the ball, the team would have not been as successful. But everybody in their place makes the team function well, and that's the same of the church. Not everybody has the same function in the church, and praise God for it. We're not all the same, but all of us coming together with our differences, with our uniqueness, for a purpose, for a reason to lift the name of Jesus. There's something very strong about that, and that's what Jesus is saying, that we would have unity in his name. God and Jesus, there's unity there and there's strength there. And all of us coming together under the banner of Christ, lifting up the name of Jesus, wanting to move people closer to Jesus. There's strength there. There's purpose there for all of us. So we want to learn up. We want, we want to learn and we want to grow up. We want to take responsibility that Jesus is growing the church and he wants to grow the church through us. Ephesians chapter 4 talking about the fivefold ministry and that they're going to be preaching and teaching to us. And then here is the reason why. Verse, for, verse 14. Then we will no longer be immature like children. 
So part of gathering together is so we grow up. We just don't stay baby Christians or we just don't stay uh, in, in a situation where I have to be spoon fed for the rest of my life. That I'm able to take the spoon and now I can actually feed somebody else. Not just feed myself, but to take the spoon and I can actually help somebody else know Jesus. We're not going to be any, no longer immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching and times have not changed. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, instead of all that, instead of looking, oh, I need to, I just need to hear some new teaching. I need to hear some deep revelation. I need to hear some high. We're going to go deep or we're going to go high. And I'm like, hey, let's talk about Jesus. Listen, I've, I've been around uh, the church my whole life. And if you get... If you're just searching for new teaching all of the time, it's, the Bible says it's itching ears. It's very easy for you to get deceived. But what all of what God is calling us to do, and this is such an important thing, that I'm going to roll up my sleeves and be part of the team. That will keep you safe. That will keep you away from error. You think, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be a baby anymore. I'm not searching for some new teaching that Jesus is the center of the church. And the Great Commission is what the church is all about. And Jesus is building the church, and I want to build the church with Jesus. I could spend a lot of time on that, but I won't. Here we go. Instead, we will speak the truth and love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. I want to move into the image of Christ, who is the head of his body, the church, the head of his body, the church. What does the body do? What does your body do? Your body does things. It functions. It has a purpose. The church has a purpose. It functions. It does stuff. There, there's an action to, to be a Christ follower. It's not all about sitting in chairs, listening to sermons. What you're doing right now, this is not the totality of your Christian experience. It's living out with action, living out in your home, living out in your job, being a Christian, acting like a Christ follower, doing something while you're here at the church. The church, which is his body, his body does stuff. We get to be part of the body of Christ. Thank you, my love. So nice to have you here. Was my voice hoarse or something? Thank you. Verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. The whole body. We're different, but he wants us to fit together. Why does he want us to fit together? Because we have stuff to do. We have Jesus things to do. To be the body of Christ, to be the church. As each part does its own special Work. Everybody say each part. That means me. Okay, keep going now. That means me. Each part, that means all of us. We've got some work to do. Yes, we're going to be saved. And yes, we're going to be God, with God for eternity. And yes, our destination is set. But then he's got some work for me to do. He's actually gifted me to be part of the family of God. To do its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. Now listen to that. 
when you do what you're supposed to do, it will help somebody else grow. When you do the things that you're supposed to do, what you're gifted for, how God has made you, when you do your thing, it will help somebody else grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. The family of God, the church of God, unified for a purpose and then unified uh, for a reason. I'm doing something. God has involved me in what he's doing So important to know. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22. He has put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church, which is his body. The church, which is his body. The body functions. The body does things. And then the body works together. Your body functions together. When you want to go get something, if I want to go grab this water that my lovely wife just gave me, I I can't just get there with just, I can't, my arms aren't long enough. So what do I need? I need my legs to take me there to get the water. I need my eyes to see. I need to be able to reach out and grab. And then I'm going to use my mouth to take a drink. So that the body works together, all of us together doing something. It isn't, isn't about superstars. Everybody doing their part. Everybody seeing themselves as important. Jessica was just talking about that. That we would see ourselves as important in the family of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 17. It says, And he came and he preached peace to all who were afar off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. We are part of the household of God. That God is our Father. And just like any good father, what do we want our kids to do? As mentioning this, we want them to grow up. We want them to be responsible. This is what God wants for us in his household. Responsible. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together. Everybody say together. We're doing something together in unity. Being joined together grows into a holy temple. In him you are also being built together. Everybody say together. He's building us together. We're not on our own. He's knitting us together for a purpose into a dwelling place for God, for God by the Spirit. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. So here we are. We're going to see that we all have this place in the body of Christ. We all have this place in the church. And God has something special for all of us to do. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Paul writing to the church at Rome, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So here's a great way to think about your gifts. It's a gift. Don't think too... If you're good at certain things, the reason you're good at things is God has given you that. So... You know, don't think too highly of yourself. 
And then what are we going to do? We're thinking in sober judgment. I'm going to look at myself, but then I'm actually going to realize I'm actually good at certain things. God has given me something. God has actually given me some gifts and talents. Verse 4, just as each one of you has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. In other words, all of the parts of your body don't have the same function. The hand and the feet don't do the same thing. The eyes and the ears don't do the same thing. Thank God for it. Thank God for the differences. Thank God for the diversity in the body of Christ. God has created people with different gifts and talents so that we can all come together as the body. We can come together as the family. And then he says this. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts. We have different gifts. We're not all the same. Thank God for all of the differences that we have in the room this morning. That we have all the people functioning with their different gifts. Some that we see and some that we don't see. But everybody's functioning with their gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Now this is not an exhaustive list, but this is an example of different gifts. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Do you see the simplicity of what Paul is saying? Hey, if you're good at something, use it to bless others. If you have a gift and a talent, use it for the purposes of moving somebody else closer to Jesus. Help in the family. Help in the body. Use your gifts the way God intended. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, then do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it Cheerfully. First Corinthians chapter 12, another example of the same thing Paul just said. This is a great portion of scripture. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts. Now this is talking about the church. But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. So we all have different parts. And then so it is with Christ, so it is with the church, so it is with the body of Christ. For we, will all, we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We were all given the one spirit to drink. For so the body is not made up of one part, but many. Verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body... It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would, for that reason, stop being part of the body. So important, this thing that Paul just said. See, and what he's talking about here is comparison. See, sometimes we look at our gifts and talents and... And we think, well, they're not in a certain area. Well, they're not, you know, I, I can't sing on the stage or I can't play the piano that Barbara's going to do here in a second. So because I can't do that, well, I just won't do anything. Do you know that God has not made us all musicians and not all singers? And my daughters would agree that God has not made us all singers. I wish I could sing on the microphone. It's not a good idea for you all. But we don't all need to be singers. 
But he's made some who can sing and lead worship. Thank God for those that can sing and lead worship. But they're not better than the people who are serving in the nursery. And they're not better than the people who are working in the booth that you can't see and you never see. Sitting there in the dark. It's not better or worse. It's different functions. The point is everybody should function somewhere. That's the point. And then you have to see yourself as important. Even though you aren't something else, you are something. What God has given you is important. And what did Paul say to the church at Ephesus? Man, when we, when we do our special work, it's going to cause somebody else to grow. And, and like I said last week, this, this man, we want you to be on the city team. But this goes beyond that. It goes to just this deep idea. It's just so wonderful to be part of the church. It's so wonderful to be part of the family of God that I'm a functioning part of the family of God. In conversation, in discussion, in being there for somebody. I'm a part, a functioning part of the body of Christ. God doesn't place you in the body so that you are inert, that you do nothing. You are there for a reason. We are all here for a reason. Verse 17, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts and the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Everybody's gift is important. Everybody's be, everybody being a part is important. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, so are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. So now here we have a different attitude. So here's the first part with somebody saying, I'm not important. And then here's somebody else saying, we don't need you. Nah, you, you, you can't do this so we don't need you as part of the church you can't function this way so we don't need you as part of the family no everybody is important in the family everybody is important in the church on the contrary those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the less and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor my dad used to always give this example about your baby toe. So you don't think about your baby toe that often unless you hit it on furniture in the middle of the night. And then you try to walk and then you realize how important your baby toe is. Otherwise, you just don't feel it. Right? It's there and it's just hanging off your foot. It's tiny. It's not that important. But then when you hit it, you realize how important it is. And that's the way everybody is in the church. See, and that's the way you need to see yourself as part of the family of God. That you are important. That God has placed you with special honor. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together. Giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body. We don't, we, don't want to, we don't want to be divided because when we're divided, what we, we lose our power. But when we come together, 
how powerful could we be? When we come together and we say, yeah, you know what? We want to do the Great Commission. We want to move people closer to Jesus. I want to do my part in the family of God. And then we want to invite other people into the family of God. And then we want them to do their part. How much impact could we make in the city if we're not divided and we come together under the banner of Christ? No division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Here, this brings it home for all of us. Well, I'm not sure I'm this. I'm not sure I'm that. I'm, I'm not sure that I can do this. I'm not sure that I have a very big gift or talent. And I'm, I'm nervous in crowds. And I don't, I don't want to stand, you know, with a bunch of people. And I'm more introverted. But here's something you can do. You can have concern for somebody. You can have love for somebody. You can have care for somebody. I mentioned this last week. There's one of the reasons, too. You know, we're, we're not coming to church to impress God and you shouldn't be coming to church to impress me. But you should be coming to church to realize that you're functioning. You're a functioning member of the family of God, the body of Christ. And we sometimes we miss church. That means somebody's not going to get cared for. I got to go to church today because I have concern for so-and-so. I want to see so-and-so. I want to pray with so-and-so. I know they're going through a hard, difficult time. I am going to church for them. And this is what maturity sounds like, friends. This is what, what growing up in God sounds like. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm not just going for myself. That we would have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And this is what it means to be in a family. See, what is, what is family life like sometimes? Family life is like somebody dies and then somebody is born. Somebody's born, we celebrate. Somebody dies, we mourn. And that's what it means to be part of the family. And I remember when my baby girl here was born 16 years ago this fall, which is crazy to think about. Anyway, that same weekend, my grandmother died. And so we were celebrating and we were mourning. And that's what it means to be part of the family of God. Separate from your gifts and talents now. Down to, you know what? I'm going to be part of the family because I'm here to love somebody. I'm here to love somebody who's different than me. It's come from a different, different background, different place, different family. But God has called us all together. So why? We, we could celebrate together and, and we can laugh together and we can cry together and we're going to go through life together. You know, that's one of the reasons why we invite you to be part of a team. Get in a city group. So you're not all on your own. That you're going to be going through life with somebody and this is what it's going to be like. Somebody's going to graduate and we're going to celebrate and then somebody's going to get sick and then it's going to be hard, but we're going to do both with you. That's what it means to be in the family. 
Man, that's something we all can do on a schedule or not. We can laugh with you and we can cry with you. We can do this for each other. But we're unified under this idea that the church isn't all about me. The church isn't all about my wants and my likes and my affinities and my stuff. That the church is for for me to be part of something that's bigger than myself. Something that Jesus has been building for the past 2,000 years. Something that Jesus will build after we're gone. So for this season, the season where we live as part of the family of God, what an honor to be part of the body of Christ, to be part of the church. Romans chapter 15, verse 5 we're finishing with this. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another. In accord with Christ Jesus. That together, everybody say together. You may lift up one voice. Glorifying the God of our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. See, us together is one voice. And what are we doing with that one voice? We're being a Jesus community. We're being a Jesus group. Everything I've talked about so far in this series, and it will continue next week, it's all Jesus stuff. That our lives are centered around Christ. That we're going we're gonna to serve like Jesus. And that we're going to be unified as a group. We're going to lift up one voice with our words and with our actions and with our thoughts and within our church. What are we doing this for? Um, to lift up the name of Jesus. To glorify God. And that's something worthy to come together for. Sorry, one more basketball illustration. Can resist. Man, listen, our whole country came together for basketball. And do, isn't there like a sense of joy that we see? Like, our, you know, our country that sometimes is divided geographically. And, but our whole country came together and it was exciting. And we were all cheering for the same thing and we were all celebrating the same thing. How much more? important is it for us to come together under the name of Christ how, how much could we do how much could we accomplish how many lives could we affect for the gospel by just coming together for one voice let's just pray this morning Father God we're so thankful for your goodness today we're so thankful for your love we are so thankful to be part of the church and God, this morning, I just pray that everybody sees themselves as an important part of the church, important part of the body. That you have placed everybody in the body, in the family of God, as it has pleased you. And you've given everybody gifts and talents. And you've given everybody a purpose in the family of God. God, and I just pray that we all function in our potential that we all function in the things that you've given to us so that we can express that care and love for one another. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.